Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. I want you guys to get straight into this episode because it's a really big one and it's slightly terrifying to release it. But a couple of things that I wanted to mention just before we start. This episode, Cheating on My Ex, you might guess, it gets a little bit graphic. Uh, so I just wanted to warn you about that. The background to what's happening in this episode is actually in the previous episode to this. But it's not mandatory listening and the last thing is there's a moment in here where Peter sounds really coercive about me kind of revealing a lot of information. Obviously, now that I'm releasing this, I've decided that I'm okay with it. I actually just wanted to keep that bit in to show kind of what the struggle is in terms of working out what should be private and what can be public. Anyway, I'm going to get straight into it. We hope you really enjoy this episode, Cheating on My Ex. Did I tell you that I accidentally grew magic mushrooms in my bedroom? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I didn't assume you meant like in a pot. I assumed you meant like on your bed sheets or under your bed or in an old backpack that you'd forgotten about. Like I just fat opened my lunchbox. <laughs> you lifted up your pillowcase. <laughs> there were mushrooms growing. No, it's in a pot. Is that illegal? Like, is that an illegal thing? I feel like it shouldn't be illegal to accidentally grow magic mushrooms from potting mix that you got from a hardware store is that how it happened yeah the potting mix is from bunnings is that definitely what caused you to grow magic mushrooms there i'm i'm almost certain like there's not like i did not put <laughs> magic mushrooms in my pot i don't know you other people go into your room sometimes maybe someone spiked my plants with magic mushrooms <laughs> they're trying to get your plants high yeah so last week we were talking about police explosions. Yes. You look thrilled. <laughs> Last week was very, like, I just remembered a lot of things that I had chosen to forget, obviously. So, on last week's episode of Being Honest With My Ex, we discussed our first tentative and polysplosive forays into ethical non-monogamy. Horrifying. <laughs> just a minefield of broken hearts and panic attacks and so many tears mountains of and so uh when we first started polyamory i started dating someone and you got you had a bad time and then you started dating that same person and we were sort of like this solves a lot of problems which was a very nice short-term solution she broke up with you and then later went overseas so i stopped seeing her and then months down the track i was like i want to start dating again and i started seeing someone who we've dubbed uma Right before you left for a trip to Sydney with one of our housemates. And then three days later, you called me and you're like, I'm in love with someone. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I was having a really bad time and you having a really bad time. So you came back from Sydney. We sat down, we built a little fort and we chatted for infinite hours and came to the conclusion. We're that still we're... in that room talking <laughs> now. I think we made that joke last week. Oh, well. <laughs> 
It's still good. Holds up. <laughs> and uh, we decided to keep going out, which is why we're still together now. What? <laughs> we decided to keep on dating, and I was allowed to keep seeing Uma on the proviso that while we were kind of dealing with this whole thing, I did not have sex with her. This is correct. And that's where we left off. I think that the whole polyamory experience really, really brought to light that you think you know what something means. <laughs> oh, yes. And then you do not know exactly <laughs> what that something means. I want you to remember the words that you just said, because that... I don't... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that uh... is almost immediately going to come up again. I know. It, well, it came up so many times. So I had agreed not to have sex with Uma, which I was very unhappy about because when you're dating someone, you want to have sex with them as a rule. I'm not saying everyone all the time, but generally speaking, it's pretty safe to say that when you're dating and in love and have had good sex with someone, you probably want to continue having sex with that person without an external force telling you that you can't. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. And so... Like the next day or like two days later, it was really, really not that long after that conversation. I went and hung out with Uma. I was giving her a lift to work. So I, I went and went into her bedroom and it was half an hour before she had to go to work. So I lay down next to her because she was like, I just want to like be in bed for 15 more minutes. So I went and lay next down next to her and talked to her while she masturbated. Is that sex? Is the question. And so, yeah, I... <laughs> I firmly maintain that it is. Huh. And have I ever told you my personal definition of sex? No, but I feel like I might learn it very soon. So my definition of sex is two or more people who are consensually interacting when one either inserts something into the other in a sexual way or has an orgasm. What? I think that's a crap definition. Why? Because then, like, what about people who don't like penetration? Or orgasm. Or sex without orgasm. People who like neither penetration of any kind nor sex without orgasm? If you, so, like, if, if like, if I, like wank you off but you don't come is that sex uh you can you can make an argument for insertion there what no way maybe genital stimulation i mean definite <sighs> i don't know man what's your definition how do you define sex because most people and this is this is going to come down to the difference between you and me yet again a lot of people are like oh you know and it feels like sex which is really unhelpful <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about when it feels like sex is completely objective and universal <laughs> measure. Okay, so I'm going to change mine to, yeah, when there's stimulation of the uh, of sexual organs or and or an orgasm. So, like, if you masturbate in front of someone, does that count? If it's consensual and you're interacting and you masturbate in front of someone, yes, I would count that as sex. Okay. In fact, that's, that's literally the definition we're, <laughs> we're addressing right now in this situation. What if you are on the phone to someone... And you're talking sexy, and what counts as genitals? Uh, sexual organs is what I said. Because technically, right, like, breasts aren't, like, sexual organs. Are they? I thought they weren't. 
I thought they were. Like they're they're very much sexualized, but they're. Should I look it up? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, can do a should... list. <laughs> <laughs> if you touch the left or right nipple, okay, no, wait, what, what was, the what was second your or third or fourth nipple. Oh no, I was just gonna say like, what if you like have breasts and you're just touching your breasts and you're on the phone to someone? There's no orgasm. To someone talking sexy to you. Yeah, you're like talking sexy. Hmm, interesting. What if you're like dry humping the leg of your bed? That's that's stimulating your genitals. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. <laughs> I was still on the penetration train. Sorry. So how do you define sex? I just don't, basically. Well, that's very helpful. Uh, <laughs> good opinion. Well done, SJ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't nailing opinions today. <laughs> what do you think of the soup? I don't. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I do not think of the soup. How are you today? I'm not. <laughs> I mean like I You've already Like I don't want to give my opinion Because you already said it was shit <laughs> it's my So opinion. What, what was it? It's like Oh yeah Well if it feels like sex <laughs> Then it's sex um, And you already said That that's not good enough Well it's not because One person can be like That feels like sex And this person's like No it didn't Yeah exactly but, but that's why you need to have Like more of a conversation about what that exactly means. Oh, so you're saying it, it's defined differently based on every single interaction. I'm saying if I was like to be in a situation now where I said, hey, look, you and me, let's just do a thing where we don't do X, Y, Z with other people. I would be like, let's have a conversation about what that is quite yeah. specifically. Which we very much did not do. <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, hey, Peter, don't have sex with Uma. And I was like... Oh, okay. I don't like this, but sure. This is very. This is a stopgap measure. This is a very short-term kind of thing. And then I immediately went off and had. At the time, I probably wouldn't have considered that sex because we hadn't defined it and I didn't have a clear definition. But immediately after it happened, I was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Wait a second. I know what I can do. I will just never tell SJ about this." Perfect solution. <laughs> I like that other more permanent stopgap solution. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and I were chatting that night or the next morning or like within the next 48 hours, definitely. And I was like, oh my God, this is the person who I love more than anyone in the world. This is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I am conspiring to keep a secret from you. That's fucked up. <sighs> it's so weird that I actually think it's like, it's like, it's way less fucked up now. Like, I don't really think that it's fucked up now. But I did then. Which bit, which bit? Me not telling you? I just mean, like, now... <laughs> you know, you know I... why your opinions changed. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. Because of the next part of the story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, obviously, we'll get to that. But no, I just more mean, like, I have a lot more compassion for you than I did. And not because of the next part of the story. <laughs> just because relationships are hard and that's a difficult situation. And... Also, I think possibly because you're not consumed with jealousy, which you absolutely were at the time. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a lot more compassion for you now. But that's also because I think of relationships really differently. Like, I'm not like, How could you do this to me? So much anymore in terms of relationships. How are you now? Uh, I'm like, so sometimes I might think that, but I definitely won't, like, I'll try and not stay on that train because 
I think we all fail each other and ourselves miserably in relationships that are long-term and incredibly intimate because we're human. And I think that it helps to kind of like not lower your expectations to a point where where you're not getting what you want or that kind of stuff, but being... Being more accepting of that people have flaws. Yeah, be, yeah, being more accepting of the thing that people have flaws and people fuck up and... My little brother and I record a podcast called Let's Write a Movie in which we are going from having no ideas to having a finished screenplay and recording the whole process. And so every two weeks we sit down and we chat just like you and I do. And did you cheat on him? Did you cheat on him too? Uh, The most recent episode that I uploaded was number six. It was called Theme. And we discussed the theme of our film. And over the course of the hour and a half that we record, we we tossed around various ideas and we eventually settled on the very simple theme. People are fallible. And so every different character is like exploring that from a different angle. And so some people are like, people are fallible, so trust no one. And there's some characters who are like, people are fallible, so cut them some slack. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, de- I'm the second type now. Yeah. I think I probably was more of the first type. <laughs> and so I distinctly remember telling you. And me being like, well, that's totally fine. Yeah, you were, you were totally cool. No, you, you were pretty outraged. And I think I tried to defend myself for like maybe half an hour. We used to have very long conversations. And... Much longer than these ones. <laughs> and then at some point, just like accepting that I had done wrong and just letting that feeling in. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That was the first time that I, like, you looked like a inconsolable child. I just remember curling up on a ball yeah. at the end of the couch bed because we had a, a bed on the floor for some reason and <laughs> and just like rocking back and forth and oh my god yeah just like feeling feeling all the feelings just letting them inside me letting them fester because that is how I learn (laughs) and so I was lying at the end of our weird floor couch feeling all the feelings and since that day I don't think I've ever consciously been like I am gonna hide this from a person that I love oh really huh what about that time that you hid your penis from me? <laughs> no, I showed it to you, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the opposite. <laughs> you are bad at hiding things. Do you remember? Because I don't. I genuinely don't remember. Do you remember how you reacted when I told you and what happened after that? Um, No. I just remember being pissed off and then I remember you getting really sad and then me being like, whoa. He's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, because we were both younger and because we were both Fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. I was going to say, I was, I was worried about saying dumb in case you were like, oh, we weren't dumb, but then you said fucking idiots, which is... Uh, <laughs> no, because like, we were both I fucking mean, like, idiots. Understandable idiots. Often when I'm remembering these times, I'm just imagining us as kids. <laughs> and so <laughs> you're like, I'm cranky, Peter. And I'm like, Mah. and you're like, what, what's happening? Mom... <laughs> 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 Peter's shut down. <laughs> He's crawled up in a ball. <laughs> I think I broke him. <laughs> yeah, so, that was that was that experience. So that was that was awful, and that did not help <laughs> with your feelings about me continuing to see Uma. Uh, if anything, yeah, it did the opposite. And so the only other like specific that I remember, like this was a bad time. I this think I was... blocked a lot of it. 
Uh, so the the worst memory I have, and this is really fucking awful, is I was I think at that point we agreed that I was only allowed to see Uma twice a week, and I was allowed to sleep over one of those times, something like that. And I remember going around to Uma's for like a day date because I wasn't allowed to spend the night. And I, yo, oh, do you remember you used to drop me off? This is when I didn't have a license. <laughs> oh, you fuckhead. <laughs> so I had driven once in Australia without my P plates on. I've driven a lot in Australia without my P plates on and I've been caught once. Oh man, I remember that. Oh, that was so unlucky. I had the choice of either getting, being on like three points for six months, which means if I did anything wrong, I'd have my license revoked. Or taking three months off driving, like having my license removed for three months. And when it came back, I had full points. And I had a deadline to put that in. Oh my God. Which is when the whole kerfuffle with you in Sydney happened. So I missed that deadline. So I was not able to drive. I was so pissed off at you for that. I think you were pissed off at me for many things. Yeah. I actually (laughs) have a very long list I've been keeping over the years. (laughs) I add to it less frequently now. And so you would drive me to Uma's place. Oh, yeah. And then we would sit outside for up to like 40 minutes with you trying to convince me not to go in. Wow, I do not remember this at all. Oh, I do. I bought a bike to avoid exactly that problem. Like it was just so frustrating that every time I wanted to go around, you would drop me off and it would be a nightmare getting out of the car. Wow, I do not remember this at all. You bought a bike? What was the bike? I don't know. It was a cheap bike, like $50 bike I bought. Is that the bike you bought from me? Probably. And you bought that silver bike? Yeah. Erin McGathy is a podcaster. She does a show called This Feels Terrible. And she did a podcast where she interviewed her first ever boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Did you listen to that? Yeah, I listened to that. And I, wow, I really, there's a bit where she talks about the fact that a lot of really crap stuff was happening in her life and that relationship really bore the brunt of it and they just used to sit in cars like he would drive her home then they'd sit in the car and talk for two hours and then they'd drive somewhere else like like he couldn't like he couldn't get her out of the car basically. he couldn't take her home like couldn't, yeah. she wouldn't go home she would plead for like anything any excuse to keep on not getting out of the car and so that was like you and me I was just like I'm at the place that I want to be I'm late now I was not late when we arrived but I am now super late and I can see the door I'm trying to go into but I cannot get out of this car because you will feel incredibly abandoned yeah I had a lot of feelings and so the time that I particularly remember is you had dropped me off we'd done the like 20 minute Peter getting out of the car ordeal I'd got in to hang out with Uma and then I'd been there for less than 40 minutes when you let me called. guess what happens oh I called you I thought that was going to be what happened you're like Peter I'm sick <laughs> I'm sick in bed, I have the flu, I need you to come home and take care of me right now. Well, that sounds perfectly reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember coming home to take care of you, and my cousin Gavin had a girl over, and he was not, not annoyed that I was there, but Gavin, for a long time, he's totally fine with it now, he did not like me being around when he had a girl around, because I will crack jokes at everyone's expense. Mostly Gavin's, I think. And he doesn't like that when he's trying to impress a girl. For some reason. Makes sense. (laughs) For some weird reason. And so he was not annoyed, but he was a bit disgruntled that I'd, you know, come home at the time when I was specifically meant to be out. The person who was really annoyed was Uma, who was in a relationship with someone she loved, who had a fiancé who would literally not let him leave the house. Well, it sounds bad when you put it like that. 
I don't even know how I got home. I must have I must have had had my bike that day and ridden home, or you came and picked me up. Which is <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense if I'm sick. But I remember coming home and making you lunch and hanging out with you for an hour, and then going back to Uma's. I don't I don't remember this at all. It was the very worst. And do you remember what got us out of this mire of misery? <sighs> I started dating someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah that's exactly the what happened beforehand it's exactly the same thing just it happened luckily it was a different person luckily this time i was dating a different person you first met uma at one of our live shows oh when i spilled wine all over her (laughs) immediately (laughs) like Completely by accident. I genuinely think it was by accident. I don't know if Uma ever believed that, which, from her point of view, is not an unreasonable stance. I, I... Because you met her and spilled wine on her with such immediacy that it was like, as you were walking up to her, you threw wine at her. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was some situation of, like, I gave her a hug and she was holding a wine glass. (laughs) Like, it was, it was, like, it was an understandable... I I think, no, I remember what happened. You walked up to her and then smashed the wine glass out of her hand, (laughs) poured a bottle of wine over her and said, stay away from my man, bitch. Yeah. That's stay away from my man, comma, bitch, not... Stay away from my man, bitch. <laughs> Which at the time was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's this thing, if you're like the only, if you're the person that's not dating someone else and your partner is dating someone else, particularly if you don't have much experience of that at the time, it was just like, I'm only getting really awful stuff from this situation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, And it wasn't... The person that I dated was someone that I had been interested in for, I don't know, like six months or something. Yeah. So it wasn't like... We've given him the codename Max for this episode. Yeah, I I wasn't... I didn't just find someone I didn't like so that I had somewhere (laughs) to go. Walk outside and latch onto the first truck driver that you saw. It just was a good motivator to... uh, do something about it because I can be uh, less so now, but I used to be really awkward, particularly around that kind of stuff. <laughs> Asking people out, awkward. Asking people out when you have a fiance, super awkward. It is tricky. So I had a lot of trouble doing that. Especially like you go along to poly meetups and they're all in their like late 30s and 40s. And that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people in their late 30s and 40s, but when you're in your mid to early 20s, and you're trying to date for the first time, they're not really the main people you want to date. You want to date people from your demographic. Yeah. Also, the other thing is that dating, like usually those people have been doing it for a lot longer. (laughs) And I really wanted some novices, you know, people who really had no idea what they were doing. People who wouldn't get annoyed with me if I made ridiculous demands. (laughs) Which, okay, so you met Max? I, um, I don't know what, I don't know how you want me to tell this story. Like, I actually can't really remember very much. The bit that I remember is you started dating Max. And again, just like with the Annabelle situation, it was like a weight was lifted. I, I, I remember having a conversation with you one day when you were like, oh, I get why you want to spend time with them. Because I want to spend time with Max. Yeah. And you were just suddenly a lot more reasonable and it was fine. And the other, the other big thing 
was that every time I was going to be spending the night with someone, you had someone to spend the night with, so you weren't sitting at home alone. And that's huge. Like, even very experienced poly people, if they're single and their partner's dating, it's that being home alone thing that really gets them. Yeah. And so people recommend, like, you know, have a night out with friends uh, or, like, go on a first date or something. Just something so you're not sitting at home alone because sitting at home alone is where your your resentment just really builds up. I quite enjoy spending a night alone, so... (laughs) I was going to say, nowadays, I wouldn't... Unless I had, like, a particularly shit day... Nah, I think I would... I, I do not fear that in the same way that I did then. Then it was, like, the most terrifying thing to be home alone, particularly because I have a history of kind of mental health issues and like wanting to kill myself. Um, so I didn't know that at the time. Oh, didn't you? No. Huh. Isn't that interesting? I might've been told that, but I didn't comprehend it. We were very good at communicating. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the really fucked up thing is? We were really good at communicating. Like I know we like did. We obviously, weren't <laughs> ideal at it, but yeah, we were still actually really good at communicating. I think I think part of the reason we were so good at communicating is because we were so infrequently on the same page. We really had to like nut out what the fuck the other person was talking about, and we got really good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly because you didn't experience, or you don't experience jealousy, really, or emotions generally. Yeah. That was an issue. But the thing about being alone was it's just like that just felt like a really great moment to just get into a really, really bad headspace. And I was honestly just afraid of it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And that also the the pain of like if you date someone, I have to organize my life around you dating someone. Does that make sense? Because if you can't be alone, then it means that, I need to organize so that I'm busy when you are dating someone else. Yeah, my, my pleasure creates labor for you, both emotional labor and dealing with it, and then also logistical labor of having to organize dates or, or something to do. Yeah. And, oh, man, oh, that was not nearly as bad as the person I dated after you. They'd have times where they'd go on, like, four dates with four different people in a week. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the stamina for that. <laughs> I think in the end I just but was like, just don't tell me. And then, no, maybe I didn't. I can't remember what I did. It was crap. Now I'm much more confident about being by myself. Uh, that's good. The The underlying theme of this podcast as a whole is SJ slowly turning into Peter. <laughs> I don't think, um, I don't think that, no. <laughs> and so I just, I just really distinctly remember you dating, you starting to date Max, everything becoming a lot easier. Yeah, because there was moments where like you were sick, and I really I could just drop you at Uma's house, and then go hang out with Max, and I was like, perfect. I don't have to look after him when he's sick and a sad sack. <laughs> this is lovely. The complex part I think was like if I wanted to go on a date with Uma on a certain night, I'd be like, hey, SJ, I want to go on a date with uh, Uma. Can you talk to Max? And then you'd get it onto Max, and Max would be like, okay, I can do that. And you'd tell. He'd tell you and you'd tell me and then I'd be able to contact Uma and be like, hey, do you want to go out this night? And she'd be like, actually, I can't, but I can do the next night. I'd be like, okay, let me just uh, check. So then I would, t- oh my God, it was a nightmare. Which is like really, like, I think now I'm a lot more aware of and try to share and name power. In what sense? 
As in, that's a huge... Power play. It's really disempowering if you're Uma or Max in that situation. Oh, yeah. Uma. <laughs> we talked about this a lot last time, but we were shit to date. Like, we were <laughs> the fucking worst to date. <laughs> yeah, but we did try quite hard. We had, like... We had a shared Google Calendar and then we had public Google Calendars for the people that we were dating so they could see when we were free or not free. Yep. We did try. We weren't... Yeah. Like, we weren't trying to be awful. We were just trying... Well, particularly I was just trying to manage what was, like, you know... A nightmare. Like, 20-plus years of learning that monogamy was the one true way yeah so i remember i don't remember the timeline i do remember at one point after i got my license back i was waiting for the car i was like hey i want to use the car today is that okay and you're like of course that's okay i'll come home i'll you know drop it home by 10 10 a.m and you got home at like maybe 4 30 that does not sound like me <laughs> i just remember like hours and hours of me being like so what's happening? And you being like, yeah, no, it's okay. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And by on my way, you meant like we're preparing to get ready to think about possibly leaving. I, I don't remember this at all. Oh, I, really? I, was, I thought I you might because yeah. it was a huge deal at the time. I just remember being like, hey, you know the months of shit you've given me? You know you're doing it now. Like you're literally doing all the things that you hated me doing. And you're like, yeah, but it's it it's so different on the other end. Like it makes sense when you're on the other end. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is different. That doesn't mean you can be a shit bloke. Someone who listened to this podcast brought up the, I'm, I hope I get this right, it's called corresponding bias. So it's that thing of like, if you see someone going through a red light, you're like, well, that is a shit person and a shit driver. Yeah, that person is bad. But if you go through a red light, you don't feel like you're a shit person. You feel like there was a valid reason why you did that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, there's context to this. Come on, cut me some slack. If you understood my story, you'd get it. Which is that thing of no one knows themselves as evil. Yeah, yeah. Really, particularly in the last month, but just more so as I get older, I try to take that to um, everything I experience in my life. And it makes my life better because it means that I assume that everyone has a good reason for doing the thing that they are doing. Absolutely. But it's exactly that thing of like, when you do it, you're doing it because you're a shit person. You don't love me. You don't care about me. You want me to feel awful. You don't understand. But when I'm done, do it, I'm like, well, you don't get it. There's like, it makes complete sense. <laughs> There's another person here and they yeah. Cause it, it's really tricky when you're bad at polyamory as we definitely were. And trying to make sure that no one feels bad. <laughs> yeah, and then you get in situations where, say, and I don't remember the situation that you're talking about, but I can imagine it might be something where I was hanging out with Max and we were having some gigantic conversation about yeah. polyamory. Yeah. And it was just not a situation where it felt right to leave because of X, Y, Z. Yep. So the thing that I do, So, okay, first of all, uh, I don't think we ever explicitly said this, but the situation where I was lying next to Uma and she had a cheeky little wank while I said naughty things into her ear, that I definitely count as cheating. I feel so weird about that sentence, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I count that as cheating. I think that I firmly cheated on you 
I also think it was a super complex grey area. Sure. Do you want to tell the next part of the story? No. Mm-mm. So you and I'm I. I'm not sure were... that I want to tell. Like, like not only do I not want to tell, I don't think that I want to tell. Well, it's going to be told. <laughs> Why do we have to talk about this? Can we? I don't. I actually don't want to talk about it in detail. I mean, I am offering you the chance to tell the story in the level of detail that you're happy with. If you refuse, I'm going to tell the story in the level of detail <laughs> that I am happy with. Those are your options here. Okay, so my brain is really hazy, but there are some things that I am very sure of, which is you were like, specifically, do not... I can't remember why exactly. Well, that's the bit I was going to tell, because I vividly remember that conversation. So I'm going to tell the first part of the story, which is that you and I were driving down Royal Parade. I distinctly remember that. Wow, you remember this way better than me. And we were talking about... The various sex that we have in the past. Uh, no, <laughs> what had happened was this was about uh, maybe a month or, or two weeks or two months after I had cheated on you. And we were like, man, we need to define these terms. Like, if we're going to talk about this kind of stuff, we need to we need to get some sex ground rules down. And so, oh, specifically. Yeah. And I remember it be- being a conversation about, like, safe sex. Yeah. And so we were like, first of all, uh, we are going to use condoms like with other people obviously we're going to use condoms and so then we were like okay but what about oral sex should we be using a condom in that situation and i did a bunch of reading online about std transmission and and all that kind of stuff and i was like look i'm fairly comfortable with not using a condom for oral sex i have what i refer to as a broken penis sometimes which is that i had a condition called phimosis i had an adult circumcision and Possibly now, or possibly this is just the way I'm built, but I sometimes have trouble orgasming, and I especially just don't come from oral sex. Like, it just doesn't really happen. I think it's happened three times in my life, and it's it's nice, but it's not a big part of my sex play. And so, over the course of that discussion, you mentioned that during your foreplay with Max, quite often, you would go down on it. I do not remember this. I just... Okay, so what I remember is that we had this big discussion around... Should we be using protection? And then there was this conversation around, actually, it's harder for you to get something from oral sex than it is for me to get something from oral sex, as in like an STI or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, this is deeply unfair and I am annoyed. But also, I think I was just like, I hate having this conversation because this is a conversation which is pretty much exclusively me thinking about you having sex with other people the whole time, and that is no fun. So over the course of the conversation, you mentioned that while you were having sexual relations with Max, you would go down on him, and he would come in your mouth. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel weird. And me feeling weird was itself a weird feeling. Like, I generally don't feel weird about this kind of stuff. I don't really care. Yeah. While we were together, you would go off and have sex parties and you would go and have sex with like four different people at once and I was never really bothered by it. Did I? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is your life? It's just like this part of my life feels so long ago that I like forget that it happened. Does that make sense? Did I have sex parties and sex with multiple people once? Oh that's right yeah that was me. 
That wasn't a book I read once. That was real. I remember I used to go to like the sexual health clinic and I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, how many sexual partners do you have? And I was like a smug little keeps the shit. And I was like, yeah, like a lot of people. I go to sex parties and stuff. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Just like, I think I was just proud of the fact that I could talk about it comfortably with yeah. like a sexual health nurse or something. Whereas now I think that I would forget. <laughs> um, it's like, I assume I don't need to mention that anymore. Yeah, if it, if it doesn't come up in the last six tests. Yeah. And so I was like, I feel weird about that. And you were like, that's weird that you feel weird. And I'm like, it is weird that I feel weird. How about... <laughs> this is the first time I felt weird. <laughs> how about while I'm coming to terms with this, we agree that Max cannot come in your mouth. And you were like, that sounds reasonable, sure. <sighs> uh, I don't know if I remember saying exactly that no you were like oh it's a really important part of our sex and i was like yes sj but i was not allowed to have sex at all with my partner and having sex at all was a really important part of my sex (laughs) like (laughs) that was a key component to having sex and you're like yeah this is like that i'm like well then it should be fine then because you made me agree to that and you were like yeah but you didn't agree to it you cheated and i was like yes i fucked up i remember this conversation (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you do and so eventually you're like okay it sounds like you just remember so much more of our relationship than i do well i mean i was there for most of it and (laughs) i don't know where you were you were in the sahara for like two months ago (laughs) all the uh emotionally tumultuous bits i just i was away that day (laughs) and so at the end of the conversation you were like look i don't like this but fine until we next discuss this no one will come in my mouth and I was like, great, uh, I will have a think on why I feel weird about it. Yeah, that did uh, that did um, not happen. No, that conversation definitely happened. No, no, I mean as in like what I agreed to did not happen. Yeah, so then like two days later you came back and you're like, I have something to tell you. <laughs> I did a bad thing. And I was like, what? And you're like, Merck's came in my mouth, but it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, so no. distinctly so remember bad. you being like, uh, but it was an accident. It was totally an accident. This is I had no worst. way of controlling it. I hate this. This is so bad. And I was like, how? This is H-O-W, the worst feeling of all time. <laughs> how the fuck can that have been an accident? And you were like, look, sometimes these things happen. I was like, no, 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 no. I have been on this earth for 24 years or however much it was at that point. Not once in my entire life has anyone accidentally come in my mouth. (laughs) That is not on the scale of things that can accidentally happen. Yeah. um... What do you remember? So I don't even remember telling, like, I didn't remember telling you that until you said that. And now I'm like, yep, that, that happened. I remember. (sighs) I remember this whole conversation in such detail. Sure. Um, I remember relating to your situation. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? A lot. I mean, okay. So if you're like. You can't do this thing. That's a core part of whatever you do. And then, like, I go back to my 
partner that I love and all of a sudden randomly there's like hey we can't do this thing and I did not want to have that conversation is basically what happened I did not want to have that conversation with Max where I said hey look this can't happen because Peter says so so you okay so just to be clear when you were like you can't have sex with Uma I told Uma I know, that makes sense. Did you not tell Max? I don't... This is news to me. I'm genuinely learning this for the first time. Yeah, I don't think that I did. I don't think that I did because I didn't know how to. So you've always been very good at being upfront. Just lay the cards on the table. I am better at that, but was very bad at that at the time. So you're moving from being like SJ at it to being Peter at it. Shut up. Um, so that's, I think that that's how like the accident part came into it (laughs) because I didn't want to tell him. So I didn't tell him. And so then it's like, Hey, sweetie, why do you want to go down on me anymore? I don't by any definition of the word count this as an accident. Oh, I don't think that I do either. I but mostly I just like I associate it with being cowardly and I was going to say the opposite of brave but that is cowardly <laughs> and uh stupid and like yeah that's what I associate it with being. The I think part of the reason I remember this conversation so distinctly is it is one of the few times in the history of mankind that I use one of my hypotheticals to actually get a point across to you. No way, that happened? Because you you held the line of it was an accident. Oh, did I? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, oof. <laughs> I don't think I ended on holding that line. Well, you were consistently like, hey, look, my mouth is around his cock. It accidentally fired. Like, you know, how am I meant to control that? When I don't want to actually talk to the person about what's going on. How am I supposed (laughs) to control that? Again, you did not mention that. (laughs) So what I said to you was, hey, you agreed to do this thing. Imagine if you had a chance of winning a million dollars or like a billion dollars, some crazy amount, on the sole condition that for the next 48 hours, no one comes in your mouth. What actions would you take to prevent that situation from occurring. And you were like, well, I, I probably wouldn't put my mouth on someone's penis. <laughs> 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 which, which seems like a fairly reasonable course of action when you're trying to avoid people coming in your mouth. But then you compared millions and millions of dollars to your feelings. Yeah, to fidelity, to trust in your partner, <laughs> to not cheating. But you, I just remember you really firmly holding this line of like, look... There's no way of controlling who comes in my mouth. How am I meant to stop that? (laughs) Oh, wow. It sounds like a bad porno, doesn't it? (laughs) There's no way of controlling it. And I was just absolutely gobsmacked. I was just so bewildered. Because I believed you. I thought you actually thought these things. Whereas, in fact, looking back, you were most likely just trying to avoid telling me the truth, which is that you hadn't told Max. Uh, A truth that you managed to avoid telling me until now. I had a good run of avoiding that truth. (laughs) I just, I really distinctly remember being like, surely you can see that this is an avoidable situation. Like, surely you must understand that this is something that could be avoided. 
I absolutely did not have the social, relational communication skills required. I think I think you mean you accidentally didn't have the communication skills required. <laughs> no, that sounds like a that sounds like a cop out. But it wasn't like I suppose when I said accident, what I meant was it wasn't intentional, and that might sound like it's the same thing, but. <laughs> it, <laughs> But like, if you get a little kid to drive a car and he crashes, like he didn't intend to crash, but it wasn't really an accident. Yeah, it wasn't an accident, but he didn't intend to crash. But then why the fuck did you put that kid (laughs) at the wheel of a car is the real question, which is basically me. Like, why would you put me at the wheel of this polyamory (laughs) nightmare? <laughs> That's that the real an question here. Question. That is such a solid question. Like, so, like, because because I did end up feeling really bad about that. You were like, "What?" You know, we had this big old conversation, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm a fucked up, awful person. I can't deal with this." And I hadn't told you the secret thing, which was that I didn't know how to do it, and so what I did was nothing. <laughs> basically, <laughs> does that make sense? Okay. In all fairness. You didn't do nothing. You went down on someone. Like that is that is not the same thing. No, but I mean as in like I mean as in like I didn't have a conversation about it. I did not have the skills yeah. to do so at the time. Like I just had no idea how I would do that. It might sound like I'm sitting here holding a grudge. I'm really not. Like this to me is a hilarious story that I was not allowed to tell for many, many years. Why were you not allowed to tell it? Because you don't like me telling this story. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've demonstrated that pretty well. I do not like you telling this story. For obvious reasons. But I, I'm not, like, even at the time, at the time I wasn't like, how can you? I was genuinely like, how? how can you? <laughs> how can you accidentally have someone come in your mouth? Like, what? am I doing sex differently to everyone else on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, Uma and I broke up pretty uneventfully a few months later. We went out to dinner and she dumped me and I cried in a restaurant. And you continued to date Max for like three years? Max has dumped me three times. (laughs) 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 If that tells you anything about the nature of our relationship. We had a very... um... Off and on? Yeah, I th- I think that it's probably the most off and on relationship I've had. That's the most times I've broken up with the one person. <laughs> and <laughs> you know the TV show Futurama? No, I mean yes. <laughs> it's been cancelled four times. Oh no way! And so one of the writers was doing an interview once, and everyone was like, "Man, that finale was amazing." He's like, "I've gotten really good at writing Futurama <laughs> series finales, which is a skill I never thought I would have to develop." <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we, like, we're still, Max and I are still really good friends. And I still, like, I I think he's the best. And I love him a lot. And um, I think our friendship is really good. But, yeah, yeah. We, wow, just complex. Lots of feelings. And so uh, I cheated on you. And then, like, a month later, you cheated on me. And you would sporadically bring it up. <laughs> With other people around. Oh, that sounds totally like a thing I used to do. You'd be like, 
world Peter. Like, I can't remember the context ever, but it was like half jokey, a little bit catty. You'd be like, well, Peter da, 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 cheated on me once. And I'd be like, do you want me to tell the stories? Because I will. I don't, I don't remember because that. Because I do not come off as badly in the story as you do. <laughs> like, mine was a weird grey area. Yours was don't do this and then you doing this. It was really... I think that I um I I don't remember it like that. I remember um I remember talking about it in a like Polly is complicated, we've cheated on each other, like sort of like that's how complicated it is. I think you brought it up in that sense. I think you'd also sometimes try to like strike a little blow. That sounds like an awful thing to do. Yeah, I think you've done awful things. I think I've done awful things. I mean, I did cheat on you once. Could we talk about some more awful things that you did? <laughs> I think we have for like 30 consecutive episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This just makes me think of, okay, so you don't, I don't know if you get this quite as much, but a lot of people who listen to this are from Australia and I'm in Australia and every now and then uh, someone stops me in the street and says, Hey, I listen to your podcast. Really? And it looks, um, yeah, it happens pretty often. I never get that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that you get that. And then it's usually followed up by something like, I can't believe you do that. And reflecting on this episode, I can understand why they think that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to mention briefly before we wrap up is that I think there are almost definitely people listening to this and being like, Neither of you cheated. Oh, really? Because the mainstream definition of cheating... Oh, is you had sex. Is I mean, and the mainstream definition of sex. <laughs> sex is that you put some P and some V. But like, you know, throughout this story, I was having sex with another person, you were having sex with another person, but that wasn't what was cheating. Cheating, I think, is really specifically defined as breaking... Breaking trust. Breaking the trust of your relationship. Whether accidentally... <laughs> I'm not proud of. I'm just weirdly aware of the fact that you come off worse in this story than I do. I know. I feel very uncomfortable about that. And I don't I don't know how to feel about that, which sounds weird. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, turns out I'm a good guy and SJ's not a good guy. Because I don't think that's true at all. And I don't I mean I'm definitely not I don't feel like I'm defending my actions. No. And I'm like, yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was a fuckhead and I didn't know what I was doing. And I like, like, I basically put your wishes below incredibly awkward conversations that I couldn't deal with. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I, I, I definitely did something wrong. Like, I betrayed the trust of the person that I loved and the person I was with. And that's a fucked up thing to do. I just didn't do it as badly as you did. <laughs> I think I've been listening to too much Alain de Botton. I went and saw him this week and he's a contemporary philosopher and he has some very cynical views on love, which I find very refreshing <laughs> because he's like, basically, if you want to be with someone, learn to forgive them. Well, that's the thing. Like for most people, the narrative is like, I genuinely, one of the most common opinions in the world is if someone cheats on you, that relationship is over. You can never go back from that. There is no recovery. That is the worst thing that you can do to someone. 
Yeah, I don't feel... Yeah, I'm very much not... Like you and I were happily together for like two years after that, and we didn't break up due to anything to do with that. There's a great book called... There's a whole bunch of other fucked up shit. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great book called Old Man's War by John Scalzi. Uh, it's called Old Man's War because it's a sci-fi novel where at the age of like 75, you get recruited into the war and you get given a new body and blah, blah, blah. And it opens with him like as a 75-year-old man and his wife has died 10 years earlier... And he only briefly reminisces on their on their relationship, but at one point he's like, yeah, I cheated on her, and then two years later she cheated on me. And it's almost an afterthought, you know? Mm. But you can absolutely get back from... I'm not saying cheating is good. I think cheating is a bad thing to do. I'm amazed that I said that sentence. As in that you had to say that sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of situation are we in where, like, you know what's bad? Murder. Murder's a bad thing. <laughs> at the same time, I think people give it this insane status of like cheating is the worst thing you can worst possibly thing do. you can possibly yeah. do to another person, unforgivable, the end of the world. But that's in you know that's the counterpoint to how revered monogamy is. Yeah, like cheating is so bad because monogamy is so special. Yeah, and people see monogamy like people are like monogamy. That means once you love someone you will never be attracted to someone else. So just the fact that you're attracted means that you're not in love. The fact that you act on it, oh, it's complex. There's a good book called Sex at Dawn. Uh, there's also a TED Talk, which is way quicker, <laughs> if you like that route. Yeah, Old Man's War is also available as a TED Talk. Yeah, okay. The whole plot of the novel. <laughs> Wait, that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> that is a joke. <laughs> I, was, I was picturing you in like two weeks' time doing the show notes and being like, where is this TED Talk? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would be doing that. <laughs> I was just thinking about how boring that TED Talk would be. <laughs> and then this happened in the book. And then this happened. Anyway, Sex at Dawn is a book. It's kind of trying to look at the evolutionary history of human sexuality. And it basically posits that, wow, that sounded very fancy, posits that humans aren't designed biologically or we don't have a biological history of being monogamous is kind of where it's coming from. So it's not necessarily a book that's saying, so just stop being monogamous, everyone. It's just saying, so it makes a lot of sense that it's really hard. It makes a lot of sense that, I don't know what the stats are, it's something like 75% of people cheat or something, and that being monogamous takes real sacrifice. And that's not that's not a bad thing. That's not a reason that you shouldn't do it. But knowing that... Makes it easier. I'm hardwired polyamorous. Like, I genuinely believe that to be true. I have not got a monogamous bone in my body. I don't understand jealousy. I don't really understand monogamy. I imagine myself being born 50 years ago or 100 years ago. I think I would definitely be a person who cheated. Oh, yeah. Also, I think you're good at lying. Like, I think if you... I think you'd be amazing at it. Yeah. And so, like... I'm not saying that ever makes it right, but in the same way as when you think back to people 100 years ago who were gay and married to women and then snuck off and had affairs with men, there's a certain amount of sympathy for those people. Honestly, I actually have a lot of, I have a lot of compassion to, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> compassion, that's the word. Yeah, I feel this real compassion when I see people in TV shows and movies cheating because in the world of TV shows and movies, there is no such thing as polyamory. There is only monogamy. There's no other option. But it's not even just about like having the option of polyamory I think what's would be freeing for a, a lot of people is just the idea that you could talk about something like that yeah 
So I think, like, you know, you can be monogamous, but you can talk about, you know, like, uh, I kind of have a crush on this person who's at my work or, like, that person's a babe or, and, you know. And instead of being met with, like, oh, so you don't love me anymore. Yeah, yeah. You could be like, yeah, well, that makes sense because we love each other a lot, but it doesn't mean that we don't look around and see other people who yeah. are interesting and that we're attracted to. Anyway, this has been uh, Cheating With My Ex. Cheating on Cheating my Cheating on and with and over <laughs> and accidentally with my ex. We have an outro this week from Chuckles. Oh, who? Chuckles. Checks out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. I hope that one day Peter will be my ex. <laughs> Do you know this person? Yeah, Chuckles is a friend of mine. Uh, he also goes by Josh. He's Monique's boyfriend. You've met him. Oh, right. He's got a freaking great children's audiobook <laughs> voice. He really does, yeah. Now, he's a good friend of mine from Canberra. I would listen the fuck out of that. I would listen to the fuck out of? He is the person I was staying with when we recorded episode one. Uh, he's a lovely guy. Well, only took him like 32 episodes <laughs> to finally send us a fucking outro. <laughs> thank you so Bloody much, Chuckles. Hell. And thank you, SJ. We are really having fun doing this podcast. It's a really fun thing. It is hard to do. Like, it takes a bunch of time from both of us. And we get a lot of very nice emails, and we really appreciate that. What we'd like you to do is, you know, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed the show... Tell people about it. Post about it on Facebook. Send it to a friend who you think might like it. Like get get this show out to more people because we want to keep on doing it and we're not sure if we can. <laughs> we are both really busy people, but we love doing this. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your ex, tell the people you've cheated on, tell the people you've cheated with. Uh, probably don't do that. That's probably not a good idea. You might be friends with all of those people. That's true. If if you think someone will like the show, send them a recommendation. Send them your favourite episode, which is going to be episode 20, let's be honest. Which one's episode 20? Naked Photos of My Naked Ex. Photos of My yeah. Ex. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, SJ, for cheating on me. Uh, thank you, Peter, for cheating on me, you cunt bag. That's right. I did it first. Bam. <laughs> I made it cool. <laughs> Trendsetter. <laughs> Um, yep. Okay. I love you. I love you too. But not in a, like, I'd like to cheat on you way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real love unless you want to cheat on me. <laughs> That's all from us. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Just one note before we leave you guys. When we recorded this, it was before we started a Patreon page, and our Patreon page is now sitting at about... $750 a month and so we've decided that we can do this indefinitely which is really amazing I just want to say thanks and to give you an update to find the page to check it out or to pledge you can go to patreon.com forward slash Eastley. thanks again for listening bye bye <laughs>